You're listening to The Ripple Makers Show. Deep dive stories and confessions with inspirational thought leaders from within the Ripple Makers Academy. This show will share with you the winning insights behind how real thought leaders and movement makers react when the shit really hits the fan. Watch out for insightful episodes launched every Friday covering how these inspirational thought leaders have learned the hard way to become the go-to experts in their industry. Hosted by a ripple maker, Sammy Blindell. And the success pilot, Grant Morrell. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's show, Mr. Grant Morrell. How are you doing? I am doing very well, thank you, Sammy. How about yourself? Um, absolutely flipping marvellous. It's a brilliant day for making ripples, don't you think? Yeah, I certainly think it is, and I'm very, very excited about our guest today. I'm excited too. I'm very excited. In fact, uh, she is known as the Miracles Through Movement Mentor, and she is on the move today. So, uh, guys and girls that are listening in, we've got a little bit of a tinny sound. Do bear with us. It is going to be worth waiting for. So, uh, Grant, we've got Donna Riley in the studio today, and I can't wait to hear about her biggest oh shit moment, which we're going to bring her on for in a bit. And I'm just curious, before we bring Donna on, what has been your greatest ripple maker moment of the week? Mm, good question. My my greatest ripple maker moment of this week was probably at the weekend. Um, a conversation started with a group of people, and it was about... If someone said something to you that bothers you, upsets you, niggles you, just puts you a little bit out of your step, rather than being defensive, you've got to ask yourself that question. What made them do that? What made them? Because most people are quite nice, right? And they don't really want to go and say things which are thoughtless, negative, deliberately wounding to people, or just plain rude. But what's going on with them? What's upset them? What's made them feel smaller than they actually are so that they have to say something like that? So, and it's probably nothing to do with you. It's something completely different. But how about if we looked at that differently and became curious about it and started to think, what could we do to help them? That's a lovely way of doing it, isn't it? Because usually the immediate reaction is, absolute judgment (laughs) (laughs) totally judging it you're judging them and you're judging yourself that I really like that I like that so so when we catch a a moment when that's happening it's about thinking I wonder what made them react in that way and it's never about us yeah yeah interesting so that was my moment what about yours Oh, my Ripple Maker moment. Actually, it came up this morning on a on one of our Ripple Maker Mastermind calls. And um, it just reminded me of, uh, we live on a boat. For those of you that don't know, those of you that are listening in and you don't know me, we live on a boat, my husband and I, and we travel full time. And we run our businesses as we travel. And, uh, and we were sailing to the destination that we're in now. And the beautiful thing about being on a boat is that, of course, you're seeing everyone's back gardens. <laughs> and sometimes you don't want to see what's going on in those back gardens. But on this particular day, we were sailing and um, and I spotted this, uh, this very bright thing. I was like, what is that? And it turned out to be a paddling pool at the end of this woman's garden, this big round paddling pool. And it had a lilo. <laughs> so it was like the head end was on one 
end of this uh, paddling pool and the feet end was on the other end. So it wasn't a very big paddling pool at all. But she was living her best life. There she is. She's laid out there as if she's in Spain or somewhere. She's got these bright pineapples all over her swimming costume. She's got her drink there. She's absolutely living her best life. And as I, as we sailed past, I, I said to Greg, wow, look at her. She's living her best life. Isn't it amazing how we might not be able to achieve that holiday? We might not be able to achieve the big thing that we really want. But she's taken one st- small step towards getting it. And I love the fact that she's there living her best life. When she closes her eyes, she's laying on the water. She's got a pina colada in her hand. She's just absolutely in her element. And I thought, how many times do we dream about the thing that we want, but then we immediately go into, but I haven't got it. And that sends all these signals to the universe of, well, then you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You haven't got it. <laughs> then it never gives it to you. And in making that little action, what that woman has done, as Esther Hicks would say, is she's fired all of these rockets of desire into the universe. And it's very likely that that vision she has for really being on that pool is going to come into existence. So isn't that a great thing to ponder on, Grant? How many things are we stopping ourselves from achieving because we haven't taken that first step? We think about the goal, but then we're we think, oh, it's not possible to have it. And so we then just reject it completely. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, yeah. And it's really funny you should use that example because she's having a staycation, right? Yes. <laughs> I, maybe I can just share very quickly my version of that because I'm meant to be going to Las Vegas to speak at a conference in America. Very unlikely due to the travel plans, what's going on, that we can get there. And when I go to this conference, I normally stay and have a holiday after. And I can't. So I thought, well, you know, if you can't take Mohammed to the mountains, maybe bring the mountains to Mohammed. <laughs> so, and I thought, well, if I can't go and have that holiday, what would be a really sensible thing to go and do if I can't get to that conference? Do the only sensible thing possible. I'm going to buy a hot tub for the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. There you go. That's a ripple. <laughs> and when you said that, I'm just sitting here like thinking, oh, I can't believe you just said that because I haven't told you this. That's my master plan. This is what I was doing the other night researching hot tubs. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So now all you've got to do is go and get yourself the equivalent of a bikini. Where maybe you need a mankini and it's going to have it, big pineapples all over it. You need your pina colada. There you go. See, that woman has set ripples into motion. That we didn't even know. She's made I got, that she doesn't even know she's made. Well, I have a uh, I had a gift and they were swimming trunks and they got pineapples on. There you Seriously. Go. <laughs> Literally the, the universe has set all this up for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, my goodness. What a ripple. What a ripple of impact that is. And mm-hmm. speaking of ripples, the fabulous lady that we're about to bring on is on a mission to help make ripples for millions of people all over the world to awaken, inspire, and empower them to alchemize their pain into pleasure. Grant, shall we bring her on? Let's please bring her on. Let's Let's do do it. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to you on this fabulous day, Miss Donna Riley. She is our Miracles for Movement mentor, uh, which we're going to dig into a little bit later about how that came about and how she's branded in that way. Uh, But Grant and I are delighted that she's one of our co-authors in The Law of Brand Attraction 2, which is a book that we published a few months ago. 
And she's also the trailblazer behind a global movement that I'm very excited to learn more about. Now, Donna, you've been doing this for years and years and years. In fact, I think it's about 30 years you've been studying movement science and energy medicine and personal development and epigenetics, all kinds of other healing modalities. You've obviously got a, a huge gift. But in delivering that gift and learning hard lessons along the way, what would you say has been your biggest oh shit moment? <laughs> Hi. Oh, goodness. Yes. So my biggest oh shit moment happened about a year and a half ago when the universe said, I'm going to kick your ass <laughs> and force you to do what you know you're meant to do. So my whole life, I worked doing that, doesn't it? The universe yeah. is very good kicks up the butt. Yeah, I've had a few good good kicks up the butt. For sure. <laughs> and this one was kind of the most recent one, and it was related to my business. I was had been working for a studio for all my life, but knew I did not belong working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the confidence to step out on my own. I didn't know how. It just seemed like daunting and impossible to me. So then COVID hit and the studio closed. And when it came time to go back, the studio owner said, you know, we actually don't really want you to come back. And I know it's because she felt the energy. As I was home during my sessions, I was like, oh, wait, this is my chance. <laughs> I can jump ship. <laughs> I can actually do this, right? <laughs> but then when it happened, it became, okay, our client's going to stay with me. What's going to happen? I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not exactly the most brilliant person technologically, um, so yeah, so it was just like, kind of like, okay, Donna, this is time, you know, it's been, you know, as I wrote in the book, I mean, this is something that's been in me for a long time and it just, there you go. It's like, okay, girl, you're leaving the nest, go do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, um, I mean, it's such a hard moment, isn't it? I know the first time I was made redundant, I was made redundant two Christmases in a row and that there's that feeling inside of you of. I'm ready to do this. But then when the control is taken out of your hands and it's like, well, you're going to do this, then it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready now. Yeah. <laughs> so you found that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it also meant um, learning a whole new way of, of being with my clients because I had always been in person. So I had no idea could I be effective on through a video screen. I, had, I was like, is this even possible, right? From the perspective of, the old way of doing things. Now I'm also in a new way of doing things and I'm doing it on my own. Right. Ah! Well, because you're working with the human body, aren't you? And you yeah. very much look at the human body, but the, the clairvoyant side of you looks through the body. So you're yeah. looking at the whole body and the spirit. I mean, how did you turn that physical business into something you could do online? You know, I just, what I found was, of course, because it, I, it was my destiny. So things started to unfold that I never actually could have created in, in the studio setting, meaning now people were home, right? So that's their little private space. They feel safer. There's nobody interrupting them. They're not distracted by the other person across the room. It's literally one-on-one, -on -one, like literally just the two of us, right? As opposed to in a studio space, there's distractions, there's other people, they don't want to talk too loud, they don't want to tell say personal things. So I found that like, wait a second, there's actually more possibilities. Um, granted, you know, there's a lot of adjusting, do we have the right camera angle and all that, but as far as really being with that person and seeing that person fully, 
I found out that it actually was far better because it was so focused and, and again, in their safe space. And also, you know, when they normally would come to the studio, they'd walk in the door already stressed. I'm in traffic. I'm late. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now it was just like, turn on your camera. Okay, let's get started. You know, so, so, wow. so some good things unfolded in that way that I was really surprised by. And also it allowed me to actually do a lot of the things with them, as opposed to, I used to just be standing, telling them what to do. And then that brought me back into my creative energy. I wasn't restricted by a technique or whatever. I was like looking at this body, hey, let's do this. I was exploring, I was creating in the moment, which is a big piece to who I am. When I danced, I was always creating choreography and everything. So it just, I don't know, it kind of just, the universe was supporting me, right? Cause this was meant to be. So. I was shocked by how things showed up. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing, isn't it? Because, you know, there's that fear, I think, when you go from the physical business to online business. I know I definitely had that fear. When we had our branding company, I remember being in a seminar with a good friend of mine. Grant, you might even know him. I'd be surprised if you don't. Simon Colson. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah. Of course, you know Simon. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I remember being in one of his seminars at the very beginning of my journey. And there I am with my branding agency. And I'm seeing clients one-to-one -one, and my team are seeing clients one-to-one. -one. The clients are physically coming into the offices. We're physically presenting. And all of it's like face-to-face. -face. And then I go on Simon Colson's course and he says, well, you know, what does uh, somebody else want to know that you know? And it's like, well, what would somebody want to know? I don't know anything. I do everything physically. And of course, I'm like lying to myself because I don't know this other way. And I don't know that I'm lying to myself, that there is another way that I can do it. And of course, our business is completely online now. And we're, we're supporting people to build their brands all over the world. Grant, how did you feel? Because you must have gone through the same transition at the same time that Donna did. You know, you're, you're physically, I mean, you were buzzing around. Uh, into London, getting the train everywhere, you were driving, you know, and you're going to see clients physically, they're coming to see you physically. D how did you find that transition as well? Because you now do everything on, on Zoom. I don't yeah, know if you even leave your house anymore, do you? Only for the supermarket, you know. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, actually, that, that happened to me a little bit before because I was working online before, so it wasn't such a huge transition for me. That transition happened for me previously, when I first went to being online, which was a very strange time because I was very much, especially at that time, chasing up and down the motorway years ago, going to see clients face to face and thinking at the time, this is really weird and seems antiquated. On occasion to speak on stage or do that makes a lot of sense. But to doing a lot of one to one stuff face to face seemed really antiquated, stuck in traffic jams. And I was thinking, are we still doing this? <laughs> or we just too busy to stop and analyze it. But then I started doing calls online and it was like a weird double life. Half of it was online and half of it was really old school, wearing out shoe leather and doing this. And the biggest thing that happened to me, especially actually during lockdown when the shops were closed, I, I hate buying things online. I hate buying things online. So there we are. I'm going up to the supermarket in training shoes. When lockdown happened, my friends were this lovely penthouse flat. And they said, come along, come and have some drinks. And I got everything ready. And I thought, shoes, my <laughs> shoes have worn out. I'd forgotten about it. I've been wearing training shoes to go to the supermarket. So I dug them out and I, <laughs> one pair of shoes that wasn't worn out. 
and they didn't really fit with what I didn't go with what I was wearing. And I sort of go, hey, Grant, how are you? And they just looked down and said, I know, the shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, must make a note. You're so used to getting dressed for the top half now and not getting dressed below. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I, don't, I don't think you have that challenge, do you? Because your clients are literally seeing all of you when you are, um, you know, doing your uh, sessions with them. I'm assuming that you yes. have you on Zoom and them on Zoom and you're showing them body movements. Here's what to do. Uh, I mean, what a brilliant way to be able to express to anyone in the world, no matter where they are, that you can create those miracles through their movement. Absolutely. About, about, about that. We're going to hear a lot more about that um, after we come back from the break. But just give us a little, a little sneaky peek into your life and how you do what you do. Well, yes, I do do sessions with clients and um, several different types of sessions. Um, I do do some privates, but I also do some group things. And I also do some fascia release work, um, which is another whole separate thing. But basically, I, I specialize working with women over 40. And I believe that at that stage of life, you know, a lot of people start to get disillusioned, feeling like they're losing their mobility and their body's falling apart. And especially women, you know, they're at that stage where it's like they might be going through a little menopause, gaining a little weight, not really feeling that great about themselves anymore. And, um, you know, they put so much focus on their kids and all that. So I'm just here to come in and say, you know what, like, you can be amazingly, fabulously mobile, flexible, juicy, yummy, gooey, sexy, sensual, amazing in your feminine energy, no matter what age you are. And I'd love to take you there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you've been doing it for all of our Ripple makers. Uh, for those of you that haven't been to Ripple Fest yet that you're tuning in today, uh, every time you come to Ripple Fest, you'll be danced on stage with our movement makers every evening uh, by the amazing Donna. Uh, I mean, because you're you're working with our ripple makers, you're you're supporting so many people um, who are going through that transition, and and the way that you know how to support them is because you yourself have been through that transition. So let's dig into that a little bit more after the break. Let's enjoy a little bit of music now for a couple of minutes, and we'll see you when we come back.
has some strange evolutionary process going on. But mankind won't be destroyed. The fact that you and I are working here today is evidence of that. and welcome back and donna i'm really excited to hear about your transition that you started to tell us what happened next what was the next step what was the next thing that happened well thank goodness i was part of ripple makers (laughs) (laughs) i had my my guidance and my support and my community and my tribe and my mentors and my colleagues and just, it was like, I don't honestly don't know. I know that sounds like a massive plug, but it's, it's a fact. (laughs) I don't know what I would have done because, you know, like I said, the truth was I had no idea what I was doing. So all I did at first was literally set up a PayPal account and my current clients who stayed with me, I was like, okay, please start paying me through this PayPal account. (laughs) And since then I've just been learning and growing and learning and growing (laughs) And trying new things and defining new things, trying to create programs, trying to get really clear about my message. And um, yeah, it's still definitely a work in progress, but I'm feeling good that it is progress. <laughs> uh, you you literally have. It's just been such a joy to watch your transition. And you are so vulnerable um, with your learnings as well. Like so many of our ripple makers in the community learn from your learnings which is fabulous. Of course, that's what we're doing today as well through the podcast is learning through your learnings. Now, one of the learnings that I want to dip into because it comes, it's something in your past that you've, I think, are using massively to your advantage now. And it took you many years to come to terms with it. Um, You had an experience that you didn't tell anybody about and you are now finding, I mean, I was really surprised when we put a post out into the Ripple Makers group to find that so many other people had had a similar experience, yet none of you knew about each other having this experience. Mm-hmm. Donna, take us through a little bit um, of, of what happened to you. Yeah. So uh, when I was 12 years old, I had a near-death experience. And one of the reasons why it was very significant in my life is because I didn't tell anybody for like 35 years. <laughs> And for me, the way that it showed up in terms of the effects of that was I was always angry and I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now that I was constantly leaving my body. And now I'm aware that the reason why I got so into, I was a dancer and I majored in dance in college and I was so into like 
moving my body and stretching my body and feeling my body, I now know that was the universe God's way of keeping me here, keeping me grounded, keeping me in my body. And so I was always going deeper into that. And it wasn't until I was 47, I took a four-day meditation course and saw all this darkness and realized, oh my goodness, I'm being shown all this darkness and I'm not afraid. And on the last day, the light from my near-death experience came over the darkness. And I was like, oh, it's time to do some healing around my near-death experience. And I happened to meet a healer. Um, at the time, after that, I had what I call an energetic meltdown. I basically started to vibrate and I couldn't eat and I felt like I was drunk. And there happened to be an energy healer in the studio that I was working at at the time. And she said, you need to come see me. And I went to go see her and she said, what is going on? I said, I don't know. My body's freaking out. I just took this course. I saw this darkness and then the light. I think this has something to do with my NDE. So she she took me through a process. And at the end of that, I was on a massage table and I was all relaxed. And I said, and I came back in my body and I jumped up off the table and I said, and I was pissed. And I went, oh, wow, I've been angry since I'm 12 years old that I'm on the planet. Wow. <laughs> and, and my whole life made sense. I was always angry. My motto of when people would say, why are you angry? I'd say, because nobody gets it. And now I realized it was the contrast of pure love and light and the 3D stuff we live in. But because I hadn't communicated or processed my experience, I didn't know what it was until that moment, <laughs> you know, because wow. I had that experience of pure light. And so I was like, why would anybody want to be here? This is a bunch <laughs> of crap. Like, you know? <laughs> so, so literally, you're, you're angry being in your physical body because yes. you had such a beautiful experience up there that you didn't want to be here. Correct. Wow. What a story. Wow. <laughs> and and yeah. I mean there's so many ripple makers that have that share this story. It's unbelievable yeah. that after I heard you tell your story and you were written in the book and I interviewed you and you shared your story, I was just intrigued. Like how many other people in our community have gone through a, a, an experience like this? And I was shocked to find how many have gone through this. Yeah. And yet each of you have been hiding and minimizing yourselves not sharing the story because you didn't think mm -hmm. anyone else had been through it. Yeah. And for me, after that, I went into deep grief because I realized I literally have not been living for 35 years. Wow. I never thought about what I liked. I never thought about what I wanted. I never thought about what made me happy. I didn't date. I was like, I'll just be alone with my dog. I don't want to have to deal with people. And yet I was brilliant at what I did, you know, at work. I knew I was gifted in, in that way of, of, you know, bringing people to these amazing places and, and how they're feeling and their bodies and what they're achieving. That's all I cared about. And it wasn't until about two years ago that I actually became fully embodied. I had a, through my own self-practice of fascia release, I had a soul retrieval experience where my little girl showed up, the one who was 12 years old but at the time of the near-death experience, and she had angel wings on her back, and she was going to the light and going like this, grabbing the, grabbing the light and then coming back to me and going like this, putting it in my heart. And she kept flying back and forth to the light. And I'm thinking, what is she doing? And then I just started crying because I realized she's retrieving the parts of myself that I left behind. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I've got goosebumps all over me. Yeah. And then we started dancing. Like I stood up and I'm just crying and crying. And she and I are dancing. We both had angel wings on. We were going to the light together and coming back to the planet, going to light, coming back. 
And when the experience was over, I literally gasped. I was by myself in my room and I went, this is what it feels like to be here, to like actually be here. And that's only been a couple of years. I got a lot of living to do. (laughs) You've got a lot of living to do. Uh, Grant, I can see you're on the edge of your seat as much as I am. Yeah. I mean, it (laughs) sounds to me almost like before that, you was just existing. Exactly. And then that. That must have been an incredible moment, though, when you said you felt that embodiment and you suddenly mm. felt that you was inside yourself again and living. That must have been like a was it, did that take a big time to readjust to that? No, you know why it was fascinating to me. It happened right before COVID. It happens like in the February before everything closed down. Wow. And what occurred to me was wow. I've spent my whole life not wanting to be here and kind of being afraid of people because. I'm very, very highly sensitive. And so I just, the planet was a hard place for me. And now I'm like, okay, God, universe, I get it. I'm meant to be here right now. I, I, this is my time that I need to show up and I need to be for, there of, of service to people. And I have things that I can bring them and help them and support them. And now is the time. So it was just an immediate, and I instantly tried to start showing up online more. Sammy knows I started to like, she, that's why she was saying I would be vulnerable I was like, I'm just show up in these groups. I'm going to keep practicing, you know, being my authentic self. But the real sort of massive transformation that Sammy witnessed that she's talking about in one level is when I really came to terms of owning my brand name. I, I the word miracles, I had thought of that a few years previous as a way to as my brand, but I was no way I could have owned it. I was like, there's no way. And in one of the Ripple Fests, when we were doing identity, something just hit me. And I realized I'm still not fully owning my gifts. Like what I do is I create miracles for people. Not me, but I'm the vessel. Mm -hmm. I'm the vessel that can bring these things to people. And I've witnessed so many things over the years that I was actually, that were miraculous in front of me unfolding. And when a client would say, how'd you do that? I'm like, I have no idea. It wasn't me. Like I just knew what needed to be done with you or what needed to be said or how I could hold space for you because it's, I'm channeling it through, you know, for you. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fully owning that yet. And so I did this live video crying, sharing this with the community. I said, I I have to own this. Like, this is, this is what I do. But the beautiful thing about you owning it was I remember there being I don't know, 50, 60, maybe even 70 comments under that post where other people were owning their identity and their vulnerability. And then they were coming forward. They were saying, well, wow, if Donna, this is what Donna's been through. What about what I've been through? And it started Uh to really help other people heal that part of themselves as well. So just watching your transition has been amazing. Um, I'd like to come back to one of your other's uh, your other vulnerable moments, your other vulnerable shares were again, like loads of comments in um, in the RippleFest group. And, and guys and girls, those of you that haven't been to RippleFest, I really encourage you to get yourself to it because there's so much transformation that happens during that week. And we run it the last week of every month. And uh, one of the, the, I think it was maybe two or three RippleFests ago that you then also started to own the, the clairvoyant word because that was something that you were also not owning it was like you didn't want to have that label you didn't want that tag um so tell us you know for for those people that are listening that have a woo-woo side that haven't been owning that side because they're like no one's going to listen to me 
your advice be for them? How did you come through that? You know, for years, even though I'm working through the body, I, I've known that I, it's for me, it's about the true spiritual journey is going deeper into the body. So I would say to people for years, I just see things. I just see things. I just see things. When I watch you move, I see all the levels and layers of you. And I had had people in the past say to me, Donna, just say you're clairvoyant. You're clairvoyant. I'm like, no, 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 I can't. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then through the, through the community, one of the things that we do, which I love, is we always have these opportunities to be in small groups and introduce ourselves. And every time we do that, right, it sort of starts to hone in more and more, like the true pretty and the truth and the true ownership and there was one day in the Ripple Fest, we were in a small group and I was introducing myself to a new person and it just came out of my mouth that I said, and I'm clairvoyant. And I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm owning <laughs> <laughs> And what reaction did you get? Were, were you surprised at the reaction? From yourself or anybody else? Or the, yeah, or the lack of reaction. Were you expecting people to to say something or like when you said it it was like oh well that just came out and everybody just accepted it like yeah what was going through your mind at that time you're like oh my god they've accepted it maybe I am <laughs> yeah they accepted it but also I remember the feeling of it I was truly embodying it it was very like yeah duh Donna it's I mean that's the name of somebody who sees things <laughs> you know <laughs> why, why was it a big deal you know like I think, um, and Grant, I don't know if you've come across this, but I, I've had quite a lot of clients that have been afraid to yeah. uh, express that woo-woo side of their yeah. brand because yeah. for whatever reason, you know, there's fears, there's limiting beliefs, there's, uh, you know, layers that other people have impressed upon you from their beliefs. And, uh -huh. um, you know, there's so many reasons why somebody doesn't express that. I remember Judith yeah. Quinn many years ago coming out to, my house in France and um, working with me on her branding. And she'd been working with a lot of professional clients and she was really worried about this woo-woo side, right? She was all about um, helping people to express what's really going on for them through their whole voice. And so she, she wanted to create a business called Your Whole Voice, but she wasn't owning it and wasn't like, she was like, oh yeah, but what are my lawyers and professional services? Like, what are they going to think of that? And it's like, well, Actually, when you bring your whole self and your whole voice to the table, they want to know even more. Like, do you experience that, Grant? Have you had a lot of people that just aren't? Yes. And first, it's funny you should mention my name because we was on a call together last night, strangely enough. With you, did. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. funny is that? <laughs> yeah. How, how bizarre. But yes, we do. Um, there's a lot of people who want to close it off because they're not sure how people would take it. They're not sure how they take it themselves. It keeps popping up in their life and they keep kind of closing it off like that. And I, I remember having a conversation around this and saying that, you know, some people are all woo-woo. Some people are all nuts and bolts. But I have a suspicion that success really is a combination of both. It's just that some people talk about it and some don't. I would agree. I absolutely would agree. And Donna, what's been the result for you since you've been owning it? You've embodied it. Now you're embodying the the near to things experience. You're embodying this life of movement that that is part of you. That that God, the universe, source gave you this talent, this superpower, this skill. 
and now you're embodying the clairvoyance you're embodying all of it what does that now feel like to be completely you building a brand that is accepted that is loved that is desired that is searched out for what does that feel like you know the 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 simplest way is to just use the word alignment you know i just you know and i have this new love in my life and that's amazing it's like the healthiest most amazing relationship and like i'm being uplifted by that i'm being uplifted by what i'm creating with my clients i'm uplifted by the community by you guys and you know it's just it feels like I literally, the image that comes to me in this moment is I'm back to that, the angel wings on my back and the flying to the heavens and coming back and flying to the heavens and coming back. It's just, I actually feel like I'm happy. This is going to make me cry because I haven't said this out loud before, but I'm actually happy for the first time in my life. Oh, don't. Wow. You're going to make me cry as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is just a wonderful thing. And I, I just see this vision of you you now going up to heaven and grabbing those that, that light and you're yeah. bringing it down to earth and you're grabbing the light and you're bringing it down to earth and uh wow i see you in that way i always did see you in that way but for you oh. to see yourself in that way is the biggest thing isn't it it's owning it i thought this was going to be a good session and maybe i'm clairvoyant because i knew it was going to be a good session it certainly was <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that is um that's fantastic wow well donna we're gonna have to get you back on the show because i know that there's lots more stories that we can dive into with you i'm so proud of you i'm proud to know you i'm proud to be working with you i'm proud for you to be one of the leaders in our community and you really are the best demonstration of a ripple maker you you've owned it you are going out there you're doing it and you're creating ripples of impact in the lives of many thousands and, and many thousands more who you won't know that you've touched their lives, but you have. And um, and may that lead to the many millions of lives that you have in your heart to go out there and serve. You deserve it. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> Very welcome. Grant, is there anything that you would like to say before we end today's show? I just say, I just think it's fantastic what you're doing. And I think you've raised a, raised a point here is that you've got it. You know, maybe you were blocking it for a while. And I wonder how many other people are out there. Mm, definitely. Yeah, who are blocking that and they're just, they're not realizing or attributing things to that. So uh, I think you just uh, raised a big alarm there for people to pay attention to. That's mm. what I wanted to say. Thank I you. would agree. Yeah. You are. Yeah having any questions anything that's coming up for you during today's show do reach out to us and reach out to donna because she can most definitely help you to move through your miracle into the movement that you want to build as well uh, donna how can people reach you i know you've got we're going to put it in the show notes as well but i know you've got a link if they go click on that link uh, can you yes see what that is very simple contact donna.me contact donna.me there you go you heard it here um we're very proud to be co-authoring the law of brand attraction too if you haven't bought the book yet go grab it donna's story in the book is phenomenal and uh, of course you'll hear from myself and grant we also have written in that book as well so go grab that but donna i'm so honored for you to have come and spent this time with us today i know you're so busy and you're on the move 
So I'm so glad we made it happen. Uh, take care. We'll look forward to seeing you on a future show. All right. Thank you. See you, Donna. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on today's Ripple Makers show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please do share a positive review about what you got from listening to the Ripple Makers show today. And join us again next Friday to hear how our next global thought leader dealt with a situation that almost cost them their life and business. Remember, you're brilliant, you're resilient, and you are the one drop that can make the difference that only you can make. You've already got inside of you exactly what it takes to make your greatest ripple of impact. So keep rippling and we'll see you very soon. Why not join us at our next RippleFest event? RippleFest is a one-week online business festival where you can meet fellow Ripple makers, just like the Ripple makers you meet on this podcast, from all over the world. Come and meet them live. Come and collaborate with them, connect with them, support each other. Let's champion each other to get your business out there, to raise your visibility, to raise your game, and to raise money for great causes at the same time. Simply book at www.ripplefestquest.com. That's www.ripplefestquest.com. See you there.